Are your emotions eating you, or are you eating your emotions? Welcome to the Eat Plants Feel Whole podcast, a program designed to help you harness the healing power of plants and transform your health. I'm your host, Todd Chobatar. I serve as publisher and editor-in-chief at Advent Health Press. And today we're talking to lifestyle medicine specialist, Dr. George Guthrie, about his new book, Eat Plants, Feel Whole. Welcome, Dr. Guthrie. It's a pleasure to be here. You know, I have a real interest in today's topic, Dr. Guthrie, because uh, I am what I think you might classically term an emotional eater. So mm. when I get uh, when I get stressed, when I uh, get worried about something, uh, I tend to reach for the Snicker bar or for uh, a bag of potato chips. Something or to make us feel something better. Something yeah. to make me feel better. Now you said me and I said us because I think there's a lot of us that are that way. <laughs> that way too. Now, um, I think my wife is one of those people that when she gets stressed, she quits eating. But, you know, there are people come in all kinds, but many of us eat in response to our emotions. That's right. So how does that affect the patients that you see and what mm -hmm. kind of advice that you give to them about this topic? You know, uh, emotions, how our brain works is, is an amazing uh, kind of science. Uh, we are just learning and scratching the surface. Our functional MRIs and whatnot are allowing us to ask questions of what's going on in the brain during, you know, s some different activities. And so we're slowly learning, but there's still a lot we don't know. Um, what we do know, though, uh, is quite interesting and may help us. So maybe we can review a little bit of that. Please do. Uh, <clears throat> the things that give us pleasure in our lives, in our brain, tend to come from something called dopamine. Dopamine is looked at as kind of the pleasure hormone. When it's released, we have happy feelings. Uh, you I get that when I eat chocolate? Yes, you probably get that <laughs> when, you, when you eat chocolate. That, that's correct. Um, cocaine is probably the strongest stimulant of uh, dopamine. And we tend to really like to feel good. So once one starts cocaine, it can be very difficult to kind of get off of it. Foods will also give us that same pleasure. Now, you mentioned uh, the chocolate because that's such a common one. People like it. it. There's this kind of sense of pleasure that comes in when we have a piece of chocolate. Mm. Uh, have you <laughs> ever noticed that that first bite tastes a little better than the second one? I have noticed that before, and yet I still want to keep eating it. We do. That is correct. Remember, in one of our earlier podcasts, I mentioned the diving board in, in, uh, incident when I was a kid. I remember and, and that. And it was the one the thing that the fat kid, kid yeah. could do is mm -hmm. to make a big splash, and I just had to go faster and faster. Well, the same thing happens with the chocolates. Maybe you've noticed it. That first bite is mm, so good, but then the second one is not quite as pleasurable, so the bites either have to get bigger or closer together, and pretty soon... You know, the whole box is gone, right? Guilty. So, <laughs> there's that, uh, there is that tendency, and it's that kind of search for that, that, that dopamine effect, that dopamine hit, that, that uh, pleasure sense. So, uh, yeah, we, that's what we kind of have to deal with. And especially in, the, um, in today's environment with the food manufacturers trying to find the bliss point that really make, gives us the most pleasure. So it's the salt, the fat, the sugar together 
and in these various combinations with the different uh, flavors that can really bring a lot of pleasure. And they even advertise, you know, I'll bet you can't eat one, right? Uh, I've heard because, that ad, Because yeah. the pleasure is there. So that's something that we need to deal with. And there's nothing wrong with pleasure, but, you know, it needs to be controlled or we're going to have some health problems because that which brings the most pleasure is not always healthy. And certainly pleasure all the time without kind of balancing emotions uh, can lead to its own kind of imbalance, its own sickness, its own mental illness. Addictions. Addictions. That's, sure. That's, uh, that tends to be uh, what we call them. So uh, it was in the kind of 1980s that a fellow by the name of Bruce Alexander from the University of British Columbia was doing some research with uh, rats. It's hard to do research on humans, you know, cutting brains open and that type of thing. So we tend to use small rodents. The big question was, there's a lot of addiction going on. The 60s were, of course, the hippie movement and a lot of drugs. And are these destroying lives? How do we deal with it? I mean, they were, many of them, bringing a lot of pleasure and people, of course, addicted to these things. How can we manage that? So... He uh, was aware of some research done by others that said um, rats really respond to pleasure. I mean, one of the studies that had been done, for example, is you have a rat in a cage and you give them a choice of water Mm -hmm. or water with cocaine. And the rat will take the water with cocaine every time. And they'll take so much of it that they actually kill themselves. Oh, wow. So, I mean, it's, it's a potent addiction that they kept going back for, either though the water was a little healthy for them. Now, they had their own their food and whatnot, but they, they would go for that cocaine for that pleasure hit. So, Dr. Alexander was thinking, I wonder if this is true in other environments as well. Because in those days when you looked at rats, you didn't want rats interacting with other rats. You want to know what was happening with that rat. How do you keep them all straight? Uh, So Dr. Alexander said, let's make a rat park. So instead of a small cage, this was a large cage with places to run and climb and interact and uh, hang out and whatever rats do. And instead of one rat, there's lots of rats in there. So there's social interaction. And then he gave them exactly the same kind of scenario. You can have water or you can have water laced with cocaine. And very interestingly... The mice, or the rats, chose water rather than the stuff with the cocaine. They weren't killing themselves. What's the difference? Yeah. And Dr. Alexander postulated that it was the socialization that was making the difference. As they're socializing together, loneliness tends to drive towards addiction, whereas social support tends to kind of slow it down. So, fascinating. The hormone that we now understand involved in this is something called oxytocin, Oxytocin, sometimes called the love hormone. Mm -hmm. This hormone is uh, functional, for example, when a woman goes into labor to deliver the child, it makes the uterus contract, brings the milk let down for breastfeeding, and really bonds a mother to the child. Uh, I mean, the birthing process is a rather painful sort of a thing, but once it's over with all that oxytocin, over and over again, mamas just, they can't remember the pain. All they know is this wonderful bundle because there's been this bonding. There's this, there's this love hormone that has brought together. And so 
Dr. Alexander, postulating that this would kind of all fit together, said, I, I wonder what would happen if we took people, uh, people, if we took rats from Rat Park who, who were enjoying themselves and then not addicted and then put them in a cage by themselves. And what do you know? They turned into the same addicts as the lonely rats did. Mm -hmm. If he took the lonely rats who had been brought up lonely, put them in the Rat Park, their addiction went away. So very interesting interaction between this kind of pleasure addiction as we try to get a little more pleasure to, into our lives. If, if that can be balanced by, controlled by the love hormone oxytocin, it can make a huge difference. Hmm. So in that scenario, um, obviously the, the, the research uh, showing the benefits, how would we take that into our social interaction human is human experience. This yes. is a little hard to do <laughs> in, in human experiments. Yes. But we do have some examples from the real world, not that have been engineered by scientists, but things that have happened that have been noted by scientists. For example, there was a, a significant portion of the uh, soldiers in the Vietnam War. I mean, that was a pretty stressful time. Absolutely. Right? They didn't, they didn't want to be there, most of them. Mm -hmm. they, uh, they were extremely stressful situation. A lot of the stress hormone kind of vasopressin causing a lot of stress in the brain. So how do they ameliorate that stress? Why, they found a substance, cocaine, heroin, something, right? That, is, uh, that would bring them this uh, sense of pleasure. And, and as that pleasure came, they got some amelioration of that stress. So they would go back to it just to try to alleviate the stress. But uh, when the war was over and they came back, the fascinating thing was that over 90% of those that were addicted gave up their addiction once they hit the social environment of home. There was the oxytocin was there, the connection, the, the social connections that help bring balance uh, to life, that help help kind of keep us from becoming addicted to the to this this need for pleasure. So if I am struggling as an emotional eater, uh -huh. one of the things that could help in that process mm -hmm. is the human connections the social interactions that I have. Exactly. Instead of, maybe, instead of focusing just on stopping the food, mm -hmm. one would do better to focus on improving the social relationships. Uh, yeah. If you're spending time with people and it's good quality time, there's good relation, I'm not talking about the argument, right? We're talking mm -hmm. about the, mm -hmm. you know, good relationships uh, with people who one trusts and you know that you're loved and cared for, that kind of need for this kind of uh, dopamine pleasure is, is balanced. It's not that um, dopamine is bad. It's an important part of our, our lives, for sure. example. Uh, for example, we might uh, take a sexual addiction as another possibility. Right. right? With the uh, uh, sexual orgasm, there's a release of dopamine. It's a very pleasurable experience. It's, if someone is addicted, they're, they're having their sexual experience without really loving connection. Mm -hmm. uh, they may be forcing it on somebody or paying for it or there's manipulation going on to get it. It becomes an addiction. Whereas uh, sexual experience within a loving relationship 
it doesn't lead to the same addiction, but the pleasure is there. Dopamine is not bad. bad right. Dopamine just does best when it's balanced out with oxytocin, the love hormone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, oxytocin is, is uh, released when we just touch another person. Oh. You're just being close to somebody. There's that, that sense of, of belonging is, is uh, so important. Now, are there, uh, it, it, does the research show that there are different kinds of, say, social interaction groups that really can help people improve across many areas of addiction, but food addiction certainly being one of them? You know, for me to answer that accurately, I would have to search the literature further. But okay. I am sure that's the case. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And those who work in the field uh, would encourage, for example, the development of good relationships in order to help balance out and, and control those uh, addictions. One of the things that I've noticed, Dr. Guthrie, is uh, my, my wife and I attend a house of worship, mm-hmm, a church. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it's, uh, uh, there are a number of services that the church offers for small groups to Excellent. be able to Excellent. get together. Mm-hmm. And, and I wonder if those kinds of groups, be they support groups for many different kinds mm-hmm. of things or just the sh- social interaction mm-hmm. of getting mm-hmm. together, if that has a real uh, beneficial effect. Oh, I'm sure it does. I'm sure it does. And uh, uh, people sense it. I think that's one of the reasons people go to church. The Bible study itself uh, may be of benefit, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. Uh, Another thing that might be worth mentioning here is that even in the closest relationships, people often let us down and kind of break that trust Mm -hmm. uh, and kind of put in too much stress, that vasopressin response. And aren't providing the oxytocin kind of love response. So even in the best of marriages, I'm sure there's frictions at times. Uh, I've good, noticed that. Good boss, <laughs> uh, siblings, uh, you know, family members. I mean, these are all supposed to be loving support. Even within churches, we see that kind of friction sure. happening at times. So, uh, for my own self, as I think about it, I find uh, the love of God revealed in Scripture. And to my heart, as I interact with him in prayer and meditation, actually providing a lot of that oxytocin, that, that connection mm-hmm. to help with addictions. I really uh, encourage uh, people to fix relationships and to develop a, a vertical relationship with a Heavenly Father that loves us. Yeah. Now, he's often... Uh, spoken of as someone who is unkind, you know, burning people in hell and Mm -hmm. all kinds of terrible things. Mm -hmm. But that's not the God that I find in Scripture. I Mm -hmm. find someone who reaches out, who loves, who has given his life for me and continues through promises and his Holy Spirit to bring blessings. So as I look for those and I'm thankful for those, this oxytocin builds up and helps me manage my own tendency towards addiction. Fascinating. So the love hormone can help us in multiple areas of life, including what we choose to uh, to eat. Right. Don't let your emotions eat you. (laughs) I like that. I like that promise. I like that idea. That's a it's a really powerful one. In your book, Eat Plants, Feel Whole, you actually have a whole chapter where you just deal with this topic of emotional eating. Mm -hmm. Share some of the research, but Mm -hmm. also some of the things Mm -hmm. that could really be beneficial Mm -hmm. to folks. Mm -hmm. I appreciate that uh, uh, in the book. 
extremely important part of making a lifestyle change yeah. is dealing with the addictions because they, whether it's uh, you know anything from tobacco to alcohol to chocolate, to they, chocolate, they, yes. they all uh, uh, need to be dealt with. Mm-hmm. And and in that that spirit that context of uh, having emotional support mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and support of others, uh, you provide a free resource in the book that might help folks with that very thing, and that is uh, in the in the back of your book, uh, there is a, a bonus resource mm-hmm. section mm-hmm. in there. And one of the tools that you offer is a, a reading group guide. So this is uh, a, a list of questions and ideas that for folks that uh, might want to start a reading group, or maybe they're already part of a reading group, to be able to go through your book or certainly th- any book. Go through the book and have yeah. some discussion over it. That socialization can help build the dopamine and help you manage your addictions and your eating habits. So yeah. it's all right there. It's and there. you can get that guide available for free simply by going to eatplantsfeelwhole.com where you can download the reading guide for Excellent. free. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, it's also available as part of your book. Good. So. Dr. Guthrie, thank you so much for sharing with us today. It's a pleasure. You've been listening to the Eat Plants, Feel Whole podcast, a limited edition, 15-part series where our goal is to help you to eat plants, feel whole, and harness the healing power of plants to transform your health. I've been your host, Todd Chobatar. You can find the links to many of the resources that were mentioned in the program today as part of the show notes. Or to find out more about Dr. Guthrie and his work, go to eatplantsfeelwhole.com. And if you'd like to discover some other great resources that can help you to feel whole in mind, body, and spirit, visit us online at adventhealthpress.com. And while you're there, feel free to sign up for our free newsletter that includes healthy living tips, some uh, wisdom literature is in there as well, and some free giveaways. Thank you for joining us today. 